All right, were you going to start? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, let's do this. I wish we had a countdown on the screen. Well, it's recording. I know, I'm just, I get the zone when I say countdown. Oh, okay. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> All right, we're going to start with laughing because Melissa just gave me a little beep countdown there. <laughs> but what is up, podcast? Welcome to our first ever episode, sitting here in my living room with the lovely Melissa Bumstead on the camera here with Maddie Milkshake, a.k.a. Maddie Thompson. This is going to be our crew here talking about life, talking about whatever the hell we want. But before we get into the podcast, what we're going to be talking about, we're going to give you guys a quick little intro of ourselves. I'm going to pass this off to Melissa to go first. So, Melissa, give us a little... I literally said <laughs> you have to go first before we start this. You also made me intro, so you can go first. This is this is our life. This has been my life for the last 25 years since he was born. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm Melissa Bumstead, Melissa Valier. I haven't quite decided yet. Uh, I'm... I don't know how to introduce myself because I'm like, I never know if I'm like, oh, I'm Chris Bumstead's sister, I'm Ian Valier's wife, which no, like, you're your own person. No. I know I'm my own person and I don't think it's a bad thing for me to say like, this is who I am based on people that I love, but like people don't like that. They think I don't have an identity, but like, I also am very secure in my identity. So, so you I'm don't like, give a shit. yeah, I don't yeah. really care, you know, um, I'm a figure pro. Uh, I haven't competed for like two years, but I still call myself a figure pro because I'm going to compete again. Uh, I graduated two years ago with a neuroscience degree. I currently work at a pharmacy. Uh, I have two dogs that I love very much. I love my husband. I love my brother. I love you too, Matt. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm excited to share. I feel like I like talking a lot. That's like, I'm probably... Out of our crew, our family, I talk the most of everybody. So this is like a really cool platform for me and I'm excited. Yeah, it's funny. I'm the quiet one, but I'm the one who puts myself out there. So now I'm, because I'm putting myself out there, I'm forcing her to put herself out there. I said, the well, listen, you're going to be the one carrying the podcast. I already know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like this is going to take me so long to like, get comfortable. you know, like. Yeah. I, I mean, I think like after the first, first one is like under your belt and then. You have like by the fifth one, you'll be like in the zone. Yeah, give me five at yeah. least, not one. No, no. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm. I think it'll be like a really good thing, and I feel like anything that you start with and you feel nervous about because you care, it's just more reason to do it anyways. Yeah, it's like mm -hmm. dive in, right? So. All right. So what's a Matt? You'll get this question too. So get ready. Okay. What's a embarrassing? slash funny slash or unique something pastime that you have specific to you different that you like to do other than training working whatever it's like something that i'm ashamed to admit. not ashamed no just like something you do in your private time that's like personal to you i watch a lot of reality tv trash tv yeah <laughs> like entertaining like real housewives I've, I've watched like every single city, country, and I feel like it's like so not related to, like my personality is not like that at all. Maybe that's why you like it. It's so different. From yeah, you. like I'm not really extra. I like don't, I personally don't like, like I would never be on a reality TV show. So like, I don't know. I'm not like that. But like watching those people is just fascinating. Like that's real people, maybe. Yeah. 
kind of scripted. Okay, yeah, but like I still believe. Yeah, that's still, what makes it entertaining. I still yeah, no, that's that's definitely something that I use to like chill. Like not obviously working out. We can say is a hobby, but like it doesn't feel like a hobby anymore. You know, it's not yeah. embarrassing either. Yeah, but I don't mean embarrassing. I meant just like different personal something some people wouldn't know that you don't normally share. Yeah, like that. Like that was perfect. That's like a, that's a consistent thing that I do. I could say, oh, I like to read, but like I'll read for six months and then not pick up a book for a year. So I'm not going to say that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's probably my consistent like downtime chilling thing that I do. Yeah. All right, Matthew. Most awkward question ever. Let's tell us about yourself. <laughs> tell me. I'm yourself. probably just. Simply a fucking weirdo? No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah. Um, guy who likes dogs, and uh, that's about it. No. Uh, no, I essentially met Chris five years ago. I used to work in the supplement industry, so it kind of, first I thought when I saw him in a video, I thought he was such a douchebag. I honestly, I really I did. I did. It's what I had I saw him in the, my head slick back here. Well, and he's like 20 years old, right? So you're like, I mean, I was maybe what? I'm three years older than you. Yeah. So I was just like, look at this guy who's 20 years old. He has like a ridiculous <laughs> physique, his hair. He's just like bronzed. <laughs> you're like, what is this I mean, guy? it sounds like you were jealous a little bit. A little bit. No, no. Well, I saw his video and then I went to the guys at MHP and I was like, yo, you need to sign him. And he was like, yeah, some other guy, I guess it was muscular development or something, said something as well. So I think we got him on the phone, and I think I picked up Chris from the airport, and I mean, we were pretty much friends right from the beginning. Yeah, me and Vat just vibe. We had similar calm, like, neutral attitudes, just, like, very chill outlook on life, and we just, like, hit it off. Yeah, I think, like, the first time you were there, you stayed at a hotel, and then the second time you came to Jersey, you just stayed at my house. Like, yeah. it was... <laughs> I immediately was, like, into Matt's Matt, Matt's mom's second, third son, I should be. Yeah, yeah. There's there cookies on my bed when I showed up. That's, <laughs> good a, good, that's a good mom. He's got, his mom, her mom's name Mary, too. Yeah. Oh, Mar Mary's make good moms. Oh, they I know. Mom. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so you basically discovered Christopher. Uh, I mean, somewhat. You got me my first contract. Yeah, yeah. But, that's I mean, cool. they kind of screwed you over a little bit. I didn't know that. <laughs> Long term, it did a little bit. Oh, my God. Look where you are now. Oh, I know. Fine. It's fine. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, I did that for five years. Uh, and then I think it was your first Olympia. We kind of just started talking. So we went to California or something after. Oh, yeah. We kind of just started talking about like different businesses and stuff and kind of got into it that way. And I think maybe what a year and a half, two years later, I left there. But I was pretty miserable there by the end. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of we people were, I think everybody was, yeah. yeah. They don't yeah. want to, like, talk shit, but... Yeah, they're still around, I guess. They won't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Regis, who knows? Yeah, he might. But... Yeah. Right, you got anything personal that you do in your own private time that... Unique to you? Uh... I don't have anything. Else. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything unique. Uh, I mean, you play video games, that's kind of weird. That's normal. I feel like it's weird. I feel like it's weird that, like, I'm... I don't play video games. Like, I just don't... I mean, I'll play if I'm over at your place, but like, yeah, I just don't play them. I'm not really interested in them. But uh, what do you do? Do you like to watch TV? Or do I, you I mean, like I like, I like just like my thing is just when I'm in my own time. I like I'm trying to just research different things and learn different things, whether yeah. it's YouTube or anything like that. So whether 
try to, like you said, learning different advertising things, marketing things, different, like I don't like to read necessarily because I just, I don't retain it as well. But if I watch a video and this and that, I usually call like, my friend used to call it like YouTube university. So like anything <laughs> you need to learn, you always went to YouTube and then try to figure it out that way. Okay, to, to build up exactly what Matt's saying, because I can put this into perfect term for him, or an example, I guess, which was hilarious. On Sunday, I'm at my parents' cottage. It was like middle of the afternoon. Nothing's going on. I wasn't talking to Matt. All of a sudden, he texts me. He's like, hey, man, I looked at the top uh, income revenue money makers that are coming from TikTok on the Amazon marketplace, and the top three are like LED lights and ring lights, and if you can just get a link to Amazon and sell them on yours. I think we could make money from this and that. And like, this is what Matt's brain's doing on the middle of an afternoon on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How can I make money off TikTok and Amazon Marketplace? Passively? Yeah, but this like, is why like everyone needs a Matt. Yeah. Like that's like, that doesn't surprise me at all that that's what you do, to be honest. I mean, even like when TikTok comes out, like I might not use it, but like I'll go there and try to like either learn something about it or like you start seeing all these things that pop up of like just like I said, it became more of some YouTube stuff besides like the dancing stuff where they started doing mm-hmm. tutorials and stuff. And I think that's like the most interesting thing on the app, really. I mean, if like half the world is on this app, like you'd kind of be ignorant not to look into it. Yeah. You know oh, yeah. I mean? yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I have no problem doing like embarrassing things and this and that on the app, but I just, I don't, I've always wanted to be the someone like behind the scenes. I never really was someone who was like, oh, I need to be out in the front. Cause like when I see like Chris with like fans and stuff, like, I mean, you're awesome with it, but like, I don't think I'd be able to keep my cool 24 seven in front of people with a line and everything like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm calm, but I don't know. I feel like I have a switch. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of patience. Yeah. Different skills, different things. Okay. Well, are you going to introduce yourself? I guess so. Yeah. No, no one knows. You know, yeah. So. yeah, no one better than who I am. It's all fresh slate here. Um, I am Chris Bumstead. I am a professional classic physique competitor, not a bodybuilder anymore. I pretty much work out for a living because I love it, but I also hate it sometimes, but I still do it every day. And that's just part of being a bodybuilder, I guess. Uh, this, life. Yeah, this, this past year, I won the classic physique Mr. Olympia, which is pretty much been my only goal for the last five years so that was a roller coaster of emotions on that journey I'm sure we'll touch on a lot of that stuff throughout these podcast episodes but for now we'll leave it at that simple and yeah that's pretty much it I like to enjoy my spare time just hanging out alone a lot <laughs> well what's your weird thing that you do a weird thing I do which probably I have a weird voice a little bit and I have a list and like my singing voice is horrendous but when I'm alone, sometimes I'll like blast music and just sing fucking stupid songs. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I've really ever admitted that to anyone. What, what we wouldn't do to like catch you. To too. catch? Oh my God. I, I'm going red right now in the face, like sweating, just to say <laughs> that. <laughs> like if someone caught me doing that, I would never leave my house again. Oh, that's so cute. But yeah, like the new Kygo album I was telling you about. Yeah. Oh, I love that album. There's so many songs to it where like when I blast music, I feel like my voice is amazing. But I've heard my voice once, like five years ago. I recorded it, and it was so bad. I've never. Even... Oh, so you tried recording yourself? I uh, I put like headphones on and like <laughs> sang for like two seconds. I felt so awkward, even alone doing this, like completely alone in my house. I had to like shut it down. What song was it? What song? Yeah. Was oh, that... I can't even remember. I actually can't remember. Sadly, it was a long time. Ago. Kelly Clarkson. Probably, um, probably, probably a, something a like that. Like or Shania Twain. Or something. <laughs> 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 Celine Dion. 
I'm trying to really master it. My heart, pitch. my heart will go on. Yeah, I watched the Titanic. Titanic and got on the it. I did it once when I was a kid with like the Fisher Price thing. You know, oh, there's yeah. like a tape that you could put in, and I recorded it, and it, I listened back, and it was the most atrocious thing I've ever heard. Getting used to hearing your own voice, like even on this oh, or like plug, yeah. it's so hard. I don't. It's I don't weird. listen to anything that I ever record because my voice is like you hear yourself so different. Cringe. Yeah. So that's like even when like you put me in vlogs, you always just like point the camera at me and I just freeze and I'm just like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, what was the one? Oh, I was like, Matt, what did we just eat? And you're like, uh, I can't remember. Uh, fajitas? Or you said burrito. And I'm like, no, we just had fajitas, Matt. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> you forgot what we ate like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does everything feel like so like in real time? You know what I mean? <clears throat> like... You, I feel like as soon as you point your stupid camera at me, I'm like, the yeah. whole world can see me right now and I need to get it right. Yeah. But I'm like, this, it's not, it's not real. I don't know. It's, I hate it so much. It, it's <laughs> difficult. It took me years to get used to it and I'm still not really used to it. Well, maybe we should talk about why it took us three months to... To start this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been planning this for probably more than three months. We mentioned it probably six months ago. Okay, but you were really lax when you first mentioned it. Yeah. Because you were like, oh, I kind of want to start a podcast. And he looked at me and he was like, would you be willing to be part of it? And I was like, well, what are you thinking? Like, do you want me to, like, I don't know, be a guest on it every once in a while? I don't know what the hell you were asking me. And you were like, well, no, you'd be, like, on it. And then I think I was like, well, yeah, I want to, like, host it with you. And that was, like, half a year ago. Yeah. Because my thing was with podcasts I didn't want it to be bodybuilding, training, nutrition focused. As you can tell by a random ass intro right now, I wanted to get more into just like life and real things and talk about like, like Mosa just said, like what took us to this point of doing this in my Olympia? What was the fear I went through? Mosa hasn't competed in three years. Why haven't you competed in three years? You know, Matt, we've been trying to start an excess amount of more business shit, but what has held us back from that? Just kind of like life, the emotional side of things as opposed to just like, eat one gram of protein per pound of body weight, you know? Like, you've all heard that bullshit before. Like, that's not as interesting to me. And Melissa to me and Matt, too, aren't those people in that industry. They have a different view on things, but are still involved in the same world as me. So I thought we could get a really cool outlook on it. Yeah, I think at the same time, I think at the same time, like, even all of us, we don't really follow, like, fitness people like that. And it's we don't really follow the bodybuilding world. Like you guys are over in Canada, like, and you ask like any one of you, like, Oh, who's so-and-so. And in most cases you don't know, or it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not like you don't try. Yeah. No, but it's not like you don't try. It's just like, you don't, you'd rather do your normal life and everything. You know, it's not just mm-hmm. bodybuilding, 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 you know? Yeah. It was funny. I think it was like last week where I was talking to Ian about it and he was like, well, like, what are you guys going to talk about? Like, what are you going to do? And I was like, well, it's, it's not going to be about bodybuilding. And he was like, well, I hope not. And then I got defensive. I was like, excuse me, if I want to talk about bodybuilding, I have the knowledge. Christopher has the knowledge. We can do it. Because Ian obviously is like, you know, he's like my little, he's a guru. He's my guru. So, and then he was like, well, no, that's not what I meant. I just think that you guys have a lot more value to share than bodybuilding yeah and that's like how that's how i feel like we we talk about like life a lot the three of us you know what i mean you're a very deep person matt christopher's very deep like 
there's like more important shit that you can share that can be like spilled over onto anything you want to succeed in in life, whether it's bodybuilding or moving up in your career or starting a family, whatever. Like there's, there's like root core things, you know what I mean? That like have to be addressed and dealt with and talked about so everything else can like flourish. Yeah. And I think just like adding on that by us doing it, I hope like other people will, kind of see the same thing either they start thinking about themselves in certain ways or at least go out and do the things that they want to go do yeah. I mean even from like mine when I left MHP I was just like ah, I'm leaving a, a full-time paying job and this and that and whatever and even though I was mi- like I was miserable there so I was like I better just like like I said I became friends with Chris we had some opportunities we want to do it and you know you just had to like you said in the, your Instagram thing like you just have to jump sometimes and see where yeah. it goes you know yeah, like that, I made this Instagram caption talking about how like fear, I think one of my f- favorite, most powerful emotions in my life, at least, and I think a lot of people is fear. Like so much of my life and what I do and competing and everything is either pushed into fruition by fear or pulled back by fear. And I was talking about that with this podcast of like, we, had, we hadn't even talked amongst ourselves and been like, oh my God, we're kind of scared to do this until like the day before we're all like, oh my God, we're so nervous. We had just been like, oh, we don't have a mic. Um, yeah, Melissa's working. Um, Matt's not here. Uh, we make, we're making excuses, which we all do in life, to start something. And really, it was just kind of the fear and nerves of starting something fresh, putting ourselves out there, and trying something new. Like, I do some social media stuff. Melissa and Matt don't really at all. And But this is very different. A lot of people were asking me to make bodybuilding content and shit. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. So for me to almost go against what people want to see was fearful for me. And of course, starting something new is fearful. And there's a lot of things in my life that are continue to be fueled and pushed back by fear. And I just think, like Matt said, it it doesn't get easier. I think that's something people need to understand. It doesn't get easier, but you get more comfortable with dealing with it. Like if you always have fear of trying something new, but until you can like, until you get used to overcoming that fear, you'll just continue to do nothing. Yeah, I mean, so, you, just have, you have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Exactly. And, like, I'm someone who, I mean, I hate, like, sometimes coming out, like, of doing my own thing and this and that. But, I mean, like, like you said, it just, you have to continue to keep pushing or you're just going to be stagnant with whatever you do, really. Mm-hmm. My, my biggest thing with that right now is my off season. What do you mean? Like, I've had, like... I mean, I'm assuming a lot of people know me on this and we can dive into more, but I've had health issues in competing before. Mm-hmm. And I've been, now that the Olympic got pushed back, I was like, oh, okay, I can wait a bit to start pushing my body. The more I push my body, the more weight I put on, the more I force it to become the bodybuilder I need to to win the Olympia again, the more I feel that's going to be a detriment to my health and autoimmune disease I have and stuff like that. So I've been telling myself, oh, I'll wait until this point and I'll start pushing myself. Oh, the Olympia got pushed back, I can wait longer. I'm not really going to trade hard. I'm not going to eat too much. I'm not going to push this. I'm not going to push that because, because of excuses. But realistically, there's a fear inside me of like my health and can my body handle it again? And I don't want to get to that point where I feel sick again, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're not pushing yourself because you're scared to be sick. That's what you're saying. Yes. Fear of just whatever will come with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like, what, do you, what do you do? What do I do? When do you start? I've been telling myself once I go through all my doctor's appointments and everything, and they all come back, and if I'm healthy, then I'm good to go. So that's what I'm still telling myself. But, but that sounds, that's a good reason. That sounds rational yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, there's, 
there's like a balance of actually being rational and smart, especially when it's something that's your health and like yeah. doing the proper steps before starting. And then there's like, oh, I'm going to like wait till I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm, I feel like I'm the type of person that was like, oh, I'll know when it's right. Like I'll know, I'll know when I'm ready. Like I'm just going to yeah. wait. I'm just going to wait. It'll and just feel right. Yeah. I'll feel right. Like I'll be happy to do it. That's when I'm going to start a prep. Like, who's ever happy to put down the, the ice cream, you know what I mean? Like, it's, all, it's always going to be a little bit of a sacrifice, yeah. but, like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm bad with it, yeah. I, mean, I think at the same time, like, with, even, like, for, like, Chris, but I think your fear is also your driving factor of, like, you don't, you want to see, like, you become your best at what you do, you know? So, like, your fear of not becoming that is also something that pushes you. Oh, for sure. And that's what I was saying when I was like, fear is what's pushed me into being successful and what's held me back in some things. Like last year, there was a lot of fucking, you've seen me through highs and lows, you both have, of points where it's like, fuck, this kid's going to give up. Or like, I felt like I was like, I'm going to give up. And I was terrified of my health and of losing or whatever. And like, there's a lot of pressure. I mean, I'm no fucking Michael Jordan, but like in that last dance, but watch, watching that made me feel like a huge pussy because of the pressure he had. But we all feel our own pressure in our own way. I get that. But 100%, the fear that overcame the, the fear of losing was the fear of knowing I didn't try. Like 100%. If I would have not pushed myself because I was scared and then gone to the Olympia and lost, but I'd still gotten to that point and I hadn't tried, I would have fucking hated myself. You know? I mean, I think if, that... I, if I had given my all and lost, I would have been happy. Yeah, 100%. In 2018, I fucking... Gave every single, I was in the hospital for a week at four weeks out from this prep and I gave everything I had in me, like every ounce of will in me just to get walked into the gym on that day. And when I came off stage coming second place, I lost being kind of expected to win. I never cried so much in my entire life out of happiness of how proud I was of overcoming all that. I was almost happier to lose in 2018 than to win in 2019, to be completely honest, which was powerful. I mean, yeah, you, it's heavy. Yeah. 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 For I mean, sure. I remember when you called four weeks out and I mean, you were devastated because at that point you didn't even know anything really. Because I don't think, I don't, were you diagnosed? I don't think, no. You just I was diagnosed till six days out. Yeah, you gone just gone to the hospital for like three days. You said you like put on 20 pounds overnight or something. And I mean, I, di I didn't even know what to say then. I yeah. mean, it was just kind of like one of those situations. But like, I think like after six days or something you kind of started getting back into it but like even then you weren't sure of what the future was going to hold you know for just even alone that prep you know for sure you were with me when i left that doctor's office right did i start crying there yet? yeah I think, yeah i think in the car you did i don't uh it's hard to remember i feel like uh i remember where i was when you called me <laughs> <laughs> you also don't really like like you show when you spill over, but until the point of spilling over, you don't really show like no. you're, you're pretty like, and I feel like I know you very well. There's sometimes when like you could be agitated and I would like, I wouldn't have even noticed, you know what I mean? So like, and it, it's funny cause like, I'll, I'll be like, oh, he's fine, he's fine, he's fine. And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, fuck. Like he's, he's scared and he's like not doing okay. But like, I'm also like kind of, I feel like you walk on water a bit. So, <laughs> so I'm always like, he'll be fine. Like, it's okay. He'll figure it. Like, I'm super empathetic and I love yeah. you, obviously. But like, I just feel like you always can mentally 
and I don't want that to even be pressure. But like, I, I, it, I, feel, I know. I feel like you can always. Per- I build that around myself, though. You're like a very mentally tough person, and I used to think that I was. I used to think I was tougher than him. But like <laughs> now, I'm like I'm going through something. I'm like, fuck! You actually were very ignorant to like the vulnerability of yourself that you like are open up to to these feelings that people have, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas like you, you just always, you feel things and then you keep pushing and your fear is a driver. Yeah. Whereas like my fear or for most people, their fear is a stop sign. Yeah. It's just like, how do, how do we like get his brain? Then you know? Flip that switch. Yeah. But I mean, Chris is, I mean, Chris is one of the few people that I probably know that if you like turn a switch on or turn a switch off, no matter what it is in your life, you're usually like, there's no looking back. There's no overthinking. There's no anything. It's just, you just go. You just do it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like you said, the fear of everybody else usually holds yourself back. Like I'm like a chronic overthinker. Like I'll overthink everything. And it's just, sometimes it just gets annoying. But like, sometimes like when you see you and like I said, you make a decision, you're like, all right, I'm going to just do it. <laughs> I don't mean, I, yeah, I don't know. That's just how I kind of live my life. I think you've always been like that, though. Yeah. You know? It is kind of my ability to just shut things out a lot, too. Yeah. And like you I mean, said, that, that, like that pressure almost I find a lot of people do have on me is like thinking I walk on water sometimes. Yeah. Whether in relationships or my family or friends or something. It's always like, Chris is successful. Chris is good at this. Chris is good at that. Where inside I could be crumbling. I'm just not showing it. Well, like that's, that's sometimes where I feel like a bad sister or a bad friend because like I'm always just like, he'll figure himself out. You know what I mean? Whereas like sometimes everyone needs somebody, like everyone needs someone to be like, yo, you good. Do you need me to like lift you up right now? But like, and if, if someone doesn't offer, he's not going to ask. So like, I mean, I've noticed that a lot over the last, like probably only the last like six months with like him. And I'm like, how can I change? So I'm more of a like pillar in the relationship and less of just like, you know yeah so I noticed, I noticed that with your last prep i think when i went out there and stayed there for like two weeks i was only there supposed to be there for a week and i think you're like can you just stay one more because like we both feed off of like the energy in the room right so like yeah, oh, like, still, still, same thing so i mean that was the only time i think i've ever seen you where you could tell by like your eyes like that you just weren't like either no there or yeah you just felt like so frustrated with everything you know and you could see that it was like wearing down in your mind i think that was the first time i think i've seen that from you specifically yeah mm-hmm. and there's definitely good and bad that comes with that like melissa said it allows me to like bear it down and keep pushing forward but it f- feels very lonely i was just you know? gonna ask like like we, it, can, we it, can talk about how like good this is but there's obviously must be something bad that it feels very lonely because i i I feel i believe often in myself that i have to only only i can rely on myself and only i can get through things and i can only i can get through it alone and i genuinely feel like that but if i try and if i like put a hint out for help and don't get it which is not even a hint i'll like smile and go like I'll make like a subtle face and I'm like, oh, if no one sees I'm upset, suck it up. You're a pussy, you know, get over it by yourself. Yeah. And don't tell anyone about it. If you talk about it, it's going to make it worse. Just fucking get through it. And I, I have, and I'm, I don't know how I've gone through a lot of shit. I'm grateful for it, however I have. But it has made me feel very alone through a lot of processes because I'm not sharing the journey, the emotions of what I'm going through with anybody else. It's just internalizing it and pushing through alone. So that would definitely, it's definitely a downside of it. And I think and like, you know, disconnect from people around me 
I don't think like, I think the difference is like, you don't like listen to the voices in your head. You almost just tell yourself to do something instead, you know, if that makes sense. A little bit, yeah. I feel like he listens to them, but like, I mean, I feel like I do it too. And I don't know if this is like a personality trait from like our environment, but like you listen to them, but you're not going to ever tell anyone else that you hear them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like, if I'm like when I was prepping for the Arnold and like every single day I woke up and I was like literally just paralyzed by fear, paralyzed by everything. I never once said it to anybody. It was like, how are you doing? And I was like, oh, well, I feel like I'm behind, but like, we'll figure it out. Like, we'll get there. And people just kept looking at me and being like, you always get in shape. Don't worry about it. You know, yeah. you, you've never come not in shape. You'll be fine. So then you're like, well, you just shut me down. I'm not going to tell you that I'm actually not going to be in shape. That's what's happening right now. And then you don't tell anybody and you're literally alone for 12 weeks stressing out. Like, it's like, you would never like say. No, I'll, like, I'll just lie on both sides of it. If I feel like I'm going to do good and going to win, someone's like, you're going to win. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not there. I'm going to lose. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'll be like, and I'll, or I'll say that and kind of believe it. But it's like, like in the last prep, you, Matt, you, Calvin, and everyone was kind of like, oh, yeah, like, you can push through this. You can do it in my head. I was just like, there's no fucking chance I'm winning the Olympia this year. Like, I can't. You know, in my head, I was like devastated. And usually that mindset is what leads to someone to fulfill that. And I was just like, in my head, I was, I was saying that in my head. But I was, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I didn't listen to it. But I was definitely repeating it in my head. I go went to bed at night thinking I was going to get destroyed. I was going to embarrass myself. I was going to lose. And maybe my body was just done for. And then I would wake up the next morning and just do it. Just do what I had to do. I mean, there was, there was a three weeks out. I remember it was a leg day. And we were going to, what's the gym with like the hack and everything? Not New Body. New Body? No, no. What's the other one? Oh, Movadi. Movadi. We had to go to Movadi and it was leg day for you. And I remember I said to Calvin, I was like, no filming today. Like, I'm not working out with them. Because I remember when you woke up that day, you just were, like, a, like a shell of yourself. Like, you didn't want to talk to anybody. And I knew, like, that was, like, the one time I was like, yo, he just, he need like, I knew you would say something at that point if, like, you needed us to, like, help with anything that day. Yeah. But you, like. Well, like, would you? Uh, I don't know. You wouldn't. I might not have. But I feel what I needed. Matt saw it, and what I needed was to be left alone. Yeah, but you're yeah. lucky you have a Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I remember we went, to, we went to the gym without you that day. It was, this, my, this is when my hamstring was torn too, right? You weren't yeah, yeah. on at night or something. I can't remember. I feel like you, you texted me and told me that you did this. That you yeah, like, I think you, me and, you get to do it or something. Me and him went to the gym, and you said, I'm just, I'm doing my own thing. Like, I, and I remember, like, we got to the gym. I think you showed up maybe towards the end of our workout and you're like, I, I almost just didn't come like, and, <laughs> but you got up and you still did it, man. I mean, I still, you still put on like five plates on the hack. Well, yeah, you also had a sick workout. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I think that was like the breaking point of like you, that was like the day that like you saw what you could push yourself through. And I think mm-hmm. like every day after that, like it just almost seemed to get better, you know? Yeah. I think that might've been a night where I went to bed and I went my I talked to us a bit in the other video I made of a recap, but I went to my bathroom and posed alone because I'd been doing all my updates in front of three people in my living room every time. Calvin was videotaping every day of my life. I was on camera around people. And finally I went alone and I posed in the bathroom and I was like devastated by how I looked because I looked so worse than I had years before. 
And then I, I went to bed just feeling like beat up and broken, I guess. And then sent you guys off and I think I laid in my apartment alone for a while. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck, if I don't go to the gym right now and I fall into this spiral of allowing myself to not go into the gym, if I, if I let up on the gas one day, you know, I find this big, if people are on a roll and you let up one day, it can be like the end of that. And I, I think I just felt that. And I knew if that spiraled down, how I would feel after the Olympia anyway, just in myself, if I had let myself down and I just like dragged my ass to the gym I walked in glaring at Calvin, like pissed at him for breathing too loud or for something. Chewing. Yeah. <laughs> he no, chewed no. my ear and I said, Calvin, shut the fuck he up. He was what, in the car sniffling behind you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Love I love Calvin. I love you, Calvin, if you listen to this. But that was just that was just my mindset I was in at that day. I mean, I just remember from before that, because like after that, you weren't too bad, like working out with you wasn't too bad. Like, but working out for like that week and a half before that with you was just like, yeah, that was my worst point. I think around three weeks out, four weeks out. Yeah. That's when I tore my hamstring the week before and my body wasn't changing. Because like training with you any other time, like you're just so easygoing and this and that, like you go in, you get what you need to get done. And there you're just like, I don't care. I'm literally doing like the bear like what i need to get done i'm not changing anything from this and i was like i'm gonna go work out by myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah see matt's you're amazing at that at reading people and understanding and then there's calvin who was a two he can't read people quite as well he wants to be in your face and just like be the puppy you know but i think he, i mean he has like also he's there to film too so like yeah he his number one thing is just to good. film sometimes so like you know so He's doing it from both a friend and work perspective, you know? Yeah. yeah. And in his defense, I'm so grateful he did now. Because looking oh, yeah. back at some of those videos where I did not want that camera in my face, but being able to, like, re-experience it and watch it. And, like, I can see in my eyes how I felt. I, it's fucking the most surreal feeling. Like, most people don't get footage. Of yeah, it's irreplaceable. Yeah, yeah. And so. I even think, like, with footage and stuff, like, he's filming. Like, he doesn't, you don't have to use it. He never has to use it. But, like, he's, like, as long as I just have it, you know? Yeah. Like you said, and now you're grateful for it. But yeah, sure. I think no one else I would want filming me except Calvin. Yeah. Like, I probably wouldn't vlog my preps if it wasn't Calvin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember when we first started doing stuff. I showed up for the Olympia, the first one. I think I had Dan Drescher. I had him film for you. And I showed up, and and you were like, I think I walked up to you with Dan. I'm like, yeah, you remember Dan from Muslim Strength, this and that. And I was like, he's just going to like follow you and film you for the weekend. And I, you turned to me and you're like, absolutely not. And you like I walked away. <laughs> yeah, you walked away. And I was like, shit, I already paid him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just paid him to him to show up. Oh, dear. So like we paid for all this. And then I was just like, yo, just I was like, give me like a half a day. If you hate it, like you can tell him like to leave. But Dan's also very he can read a room too and he just stays quiet yeah. so like he's pretty easy to work with as far as that but i remember when i first showed up i mean you're like how could you do this to me at the olympia <laughs> and now that's one of the like now all these videos are so fucking cool to have too yeah 2018 i missed because i didn't want it i couldn't have people then but 2017 that that videos are sick too well 2018 was oh well 2017 the first one right yeah I think that one was just like seeing you. That was when you just, it was just so fun. It was like your first Olympia. Like you're still like, tw- yeah. like 22 or whatever. I miss that. Yeah. Yeah. I even felt like I was young then. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't, how old was I? 26? Three years ago. 
Yeah, I was 26, so I still felt like the baby with the figure girls, and it was like my first Olympia. I didn't even expect to get to the Olympia. I was like, whatever, like, and there was just like no pressure. Like, you don't care. Like, I came, yeah. I came dead last. I didn't care. But you loved it. I, it was so years. yeah, it was so fun. And the next year, I like came 12th, and I was devastated. I was like, yeah. I'm on the top 10. Like, yeah, nothing's more enjoyable than that first year where there's no expectation. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's literally just magic. Like, you just walk around and you're just like in awe yeah. of everything. Like, everything is just like so special. Yeah. I mean, was, there's no there's less fear with no expectations obviously it's yeah. just you know it's cool you're even here do whatever you want i think like i mean the coolest thing from at least my perspective is like kind of watching you guys because it's crazy to me that as much as you guys put in like the hard work you go through your prep and this and that like you both literally don't care like you do but you don't when you watch each other you don't care how your self places you're literally there to see what the other one does. Like you could care less if you both got first, but you want the other one to do well, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, we're, we're so biased. Oh my God. I, I can't, I've been to like almost every one of Melissa's figure shows. Not, I probably missed three, maybe a lot of them. And every single time I'm like, as Melissa walks in, I'm like, she won, she won, she won. <laughs> we're, like, we're like celebrating before there's anyone else on stage. They come up and like, she's fucking better than that girl, better than that girl. She won, she just won the pro show. Like, fuck yeah. And then like, she comes like second or something. We're just like, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, just off at it. But I think every, I don't think there's been a show I've seen where I didn't think Melissa was going to win. No, no, but even like on the Olympia though, like, I still feel like every time I go there, you're like, you care that Melissa's first and Melissa cares that you're first, but like in your own mind, you don't care if you guys place like fifth. Like you're like, as long as the other one does well, it's okay. You know, my mind switched a bit on that. <laughs> I used to mine feel like <laughs> yeah. this year mine has, if I came fifth, I'd be devastated this year. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm just saying like in general, you always like cared about what the other one did. For sure. Know? Yeah. I was more stressed about her on this sometimes. Ian definitely is always more stressed about you. Oh my God. I feel like Ian has an anxiety attack every time I'm on stage. He like, there's like always a dead water bottle after. It's yeah. always like him just like the water bottle. And then I'm like, oh my God, after the Arnold was the worst. He just like looked at me with like such, I don't want to say pity because that makes him sound like a dick, but it was just like, you know. He felt for you. He just like felt York. so bad for me. And I was just like, I was just like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that I embarrassed you. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> But, like, that's what happens when you're, like, so connected with somebody, you know? Like, you almost, like, you feel your emotions, but, like, you also feel theirs. Yeah. And, like, it's, it's, it's also probably bad because you can, like, use feeling their emotions to, like, not actually feel yours. Yeah. So, like, if I'm, oh, I embarrassed Christopher. I embarrassed Ian because I looked like shit. Like, why aren't you, you embarrassed yourself. Like, actually start yeah. thinking about, like, you're using that to hide how you feel. Yeah, 100%, because that's going to hurt more. Like yeah. me actually being like, oh my God, you just, I mean, it feels like you just sewered your name. That's what it feels mm -hmm. like. Let's be completely honest. And like everyone can say it's one show, it's one show, but like it, you feel like you've ruined your your name, your legacy. Like, oh, this she's always shredded. Not anymore. Like, And you're just so embarrassed. Whereas, like, if I can just be like, oh, I embarrassed Christopher and I'm sorry I let Ian down, like, he coached me, then, like, I don't have to deal with that. Yeah. Like, even when you came in and saw me after that, I think I was just, like, lying in bed. I'm like, oh, it's fine. I'll, I'll do another show and I'll be in shape. Uh, not when I was there. Did I cry? A little bit, yeah. I don't even remember crying. Uh, yeah, you were tearing up for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, that was, that was like, one of the worst days of my life. So. Do you find that's, like, do you find that's, like, 
somewhat of a cause of why you have taken two years off? I'm terrified. Yeah. I'm terrified that I'll never be in shape again. Like, I'm like scared to get into that topic because I had a list of questions of an episode I want. Like you just made this about me, this one, but I want to exactly. Okay, we don't talk about it. Yeah, we want to talk about it. I don't want to suppress it, but this is like, there's a lot that goes into this. And I think that will be a very powerful episode of of fear. Like you, my kind of fear pushed me forward, like we were talking about, and this is kind of fear holding you back. For for literally years. Yeah. Yeah, no, we'll talk about it next week. There's a lot to dive into that. Yeah, and I don't want to overlook any of that. No. All right, so I think that's going to be a wrap on this first episode here on our podcast. It is not named yet, so hopefully when this is up, there will be a name. I will tell you guys the name, and we will put it on it. But like I was saying, our excuses of not starting the podcast, one of the big ones was not having a name, so we just said, screw it. We're going to start it with no name and come up with it after. Like I said, sometimes you just got to jump. But in the future, we're going to be trying to have a little more organized stuff. Like I said, we're going to have a full episode on Melissa Bumstead's fear over here and they're competing <laughs> her experience at the Arnold in 2019? Which, like, isn't really that long to not be on the stage, considering that there have been no shows yet this year. Yeah. But, like, it still feels like... It's how you've approached it. It's also, like, I've been ghost on social media, too. It's not Mm -hmm. just that. Like, there's a lot more about, like, competing than just stepping on stage, right? Like, I haven't really been training. Whatever. We'll talk about it next week. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. But, yeah, that's our first episode. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this. We're kind of catching our groove, so... Hopefully we'll get better and better. I think we had pretty good conversation flowing though. Got to get into our little. I'm sure. If we, I'm sure if we didn't, they will tell us. Yeah, yeah. you guys will roast us below. But so. this is number one, so be gentle on us. If you guys like it, please re- leave a review. I don't know how podcasts even work or where you're listening to this. We're also going to be starting a Instagram page where we're going to be taking questions from you guys and. If anyone has good questions, we're going to be putting them at the end of the podcast in this kind of segment when we close out. We can give you guys a shout out, answer your question, anything you guys want. Just ask away. If it's a stupid question, you will not be answered. So that's kind of life. There's no stupid like, questions, only like, stupid people. Try to keep it more about life, I guess. Like, again, if you want the bodybuilding, go to Chris's YouTube or whatever. Yeah, I'll do Q&As on my YouTube if you want to learn how to eat protein. <laughs> we'll, we'll say how to eat protein. <laughs> chew, chew and swallow. Chew 15 <laughs> times per bite, please. If you don't chew 15 times, then you go catabolic. No, but <laughs> yeah, so appreciate all of you guys who have made it this far into the podcast. We're grateful to have any kind of fan base on episode number one. We're going to be growing quickly. And yeah, thank you guys. Bye. Love Bye. you, Matt. Love you guys. Christopher. <laughs> XOXO. <laughs> <Got the throat. laughs>